This podcast is sponsored by Canoe Club. Canoe Club has been one of my favorite retailers for such a long time, so it's a real honor to have them, you know, sponsoring the pod. If you're unfamiliar with Canoe Club, it's a retailer based out of Boulder, Colorado, that carries brands such as you know, Engineer Garments, Visvim, Capital, Nanamika, Levi's, Orslo, you know, Friends of the Pod, Marnie, Solomon, and Popeye Magazine, and so much more. They have such an incredible assortment, you know, ranging from under the radar emerging brands to beloved heritage brands. I had the founder of Canoe Club, Timothy Grindle, on the podcast, which I'll have linked in the description if you're interested in learning more about the retailer. I'll also be showcasing some of my favorite pieces on the Fashion Collective Instagram, as well as in the weekly newsletter. very kind to offer a 15% discount code for all the Fashion Collective podcast listeners. Use code FashionCollective15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, it is FashionCollective15 to get 15% off your next order. The link to the site will be linked in the description for you guys to head over and check out the assortment. Hello, I'm Alexander Walker of the Fashion Collective Podcast. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener, then thank you for taking the time to check us out. The Fashion Collective Podcast is a place for creatives to learn, share, collaborate, and support each other. Each week, you'll get in-depth interviews with creators talking about their creative process, inspirations, giving advice, and sharing their opinions on the major topics within the industry. Our mission is to create a space for creatives. If you enjoy the content in this series, please check out our other weekly series, such as the News Roundup and Deep Dive. Also, if you have the time, I would greatly appreciate you taking the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Hey everyone, on today's episode, I speak to Jody Taylor. She's a writer and content strategist based out of New York City. We get into so many things over the course of the episode. We have to get into some of her notable interviews she's done, you know, Snow Allegra, St. John, Georgia Smith, and so many others. We also get into her love of sneakers, being in the Amelion Door campaign, as well as some of her future projects. So really cool interview. It was amazing to have her on and I'm excited to share this episode. So let's just jump right into it. Hey, how's it going, Jody? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you today? I'm good. You know, very happy to have you on. You know, you're someone I've been following their work for a while. And, you know, it's really just super impressive. I love all your interviews that you've done over the years. So I'm very happy to have the chance to interview you. Thank you. No, and I appreciate you reaching out. It's an honor to be on the podcast. Before we get into everything, can you just share quickly just a little bit about yourself, you know, what you do? Yeah, of course. So I'm Jody. I've been in the editorial space for probably like the last five years now. So I started interning at Cabotour, luxury lifestyle publication for those who don't know. Started as an intern, just knowing I really wanted to write and get in the editorial world in whatever way, shape or form I could. And I was very lucky to be really embraced by the team there and ended up going from an intern position to a full-time position with the company. And that's where I've been up until March of last year. So kind of just worked my way up the ranks of Cabotour. I didn't come from like a journalism 
degree background or anything of the sort. So they really held my hand and sort of helped me grow as a writer, offered resources, worked with me to, you know, get my writing to the best place it could be. I mean, writing is something you're continuously going to be working on and trying to better, but I was really, really fortunate to have a really good team there and some really good mentors that helped me grow. And while I was there, it's funny because when I started, I thought I would be a beauty editor. I just like thought naturally that's what I was going to be into. And it became apparent pretty quickly that that wasn't going to be the lane I was going to be in just because I naturally, in my normal life, I love music, sneakers. I was very much interested in like the street world or world and fashion as a whole. So I naturally just kind of started pitching and writing stories within that vein, which led me to owning those three verticals, the sneaker streetwear and music verticals at Cavatura, which I was so lucky to be able to do. I had a lot of fun shaping content for it, running sneaker week with Cavatura, which we did every year. And we ended up having a really, really fun event in New York with sneakers and stuff for it. So it was great, honestly, and working for a smaller publication, like smaller in terms of the team that we had there, I was able to get my hands wet in the social side, working with sales for brainstorms and RFPs, working with production. So I really got the full experience from start to finish on how a story comes to life, which to life, which I'm super grateful for. Yeah. And I really want to get into that later on, you know, moving into segment one, you know, style ethos, how would you describe your you know, personal style as the audience? You can do this through a fit, your references you love. Honestly, really laid back is what I would say. You know, I mean, especially this last year, I feel like we've all been kind of like living in sweatpants and sweaters if we're fortunate enough to be able to work from home. But even before that, you know, I'm really big on being cozy. I think naturally my career has had me in a place where I'm constantly running around to meetings, appointments, press previews, or traveling a lot. So I'm really, really big on sweatpants or a sweatsuit. My closet is filled with them. But you have a favorite brand? in terms of getting sweats from like Mm, that's a tricky one. I have a few. Uh, Mad Happy is one of them. Their clothing is so incredibly comfortable. It's crazy. And then I also have a few Ame Leon Dore sweatsuits I like. Oh, and yeah. then I've recently been getting into, there's a brand from Portland. They're called Fresh Cut Flowers. Oh, and cool. I have a sweater from them and a t-shirt, but the sweater is like so cozy. I was literally living in it when I first got <laughs> it. So nice. I searched it up, but also, you know, I have my tried and true favorites. Um, there's also, I have a the perfect pair of gray sweats, I call them, um, from standard issue tees, uh, Jimmy hey, Grecki, Jimmy Grecki. they're just the absolute best. So shout out him for putting me onto those, but I'd say those are the ones I rotate through the most. Very nice. Then, you know, when I'm not in sweatpants, I also like a fun dress up moment. I've kind of been like dying for one lately and just getting in the routine of kind of putting on a nice outfit to go out, but leather pants, some skirts and dresses here and there, although those are a little more rare for me, but it's kind of like my mood, whatever I'm feeling, you know, I find that sometimes switching up from sweats to an actual more like buttoned up look, I guess you could say, just makes me feel a little more like productive and confident and in the zone when I'm trying to get some work done or have an important meeting. I really like your style. And, you know, now it makes me really interested in going into segment two, you know, what have you been obsessed with? We know you've been, you have a, an extensive sweatpants collection, you know, <laughs> What else have you been into? This could be movies, music, brands. I'm really interested to hear what you've been into musically. Yeah, so I'll start off by saying too, I've never been one to watch a lot of TV in general. I have a lot of friends like groan about that because they always want to like 
talk about the latest thing and I've just never really been in that into TV and movies. So I'd say that music is definitely something I've been leaning on a ton in this last year. You know, it calms the nerves, make you chill out a bit. I listen to Black, the artist like spelled six L-A-C-K, like Very all nice. the time. Yeah. Um, Vision's new album is one I've been really into. Georgia Smith and SZA, I will always go back to no matter what. I've I've been leaning more towards like the chill bits. I find there's enough going on in the regular world right now that when I want to put in my AirPods and like go for a walk or even just like chill around the house, it's always chill music. Nipsey Hustle is a big one of mine. I always go back to and Young Thug is in my eyes, the greatest rapper of all time. So that's who I go to <laughs> when I want to put some rap on. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, outside of music, you know, I found that I've been listening to podcasts a lot more, which is not something I used to yeah. listen to a lot. I like to read. I mean, naturally it comes with me being an editor, I think. But this year I've really leaned into podcasts. I found that like I try and take a walk at least once a day, pop in a podcast and just kind of like escape the world. Um, I've been really stuck on Jay Shetty's podcast, which is called like On Purpose, very much oh, speaking cool. about like mental health and trying to like better your own habits and whatnot, which I think I've picked up a few bad habits working from home, just kind of, you know, working around the clock and not giving myself enough of a break. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been a really big one for me, but I I'm kind of learning, you know, I feel like you have to switch up the ways in which you take in you know, storytelling or news nowadays. Otherwise you just kind of, everything becomes a little bit mundane. So yeah, every day just kind of bleeds into the next and yeah. Yeah. You know, and we're taking in so much news lately just to stay on top of everything going on in the world that I'm very, I try and take at least like once a day or on the weekend, catch up on sort of like the fashion news and the music world out there. Face, you know, the publication from London relaunched, I want to say it was last year, or the year prior, and I love their content. So there's oh, yeah. a lot of like their podcast too. It's really nice. Oh, see, I haven't listened to their podcast. Like I said, I'm new to the podcast world. Here I there am. <laughs> I'll have to take that in. But no, I find it really important that you have to take in, you know, a different variety of news and stories throughout the day. And I think a lot of that comes from even my writing background. You're told to like read different forms of media just to help your writing develop. So I very much got in the habit of that when I was growing at Covetour. Yeah, love the recommendations. Moving into segment three, you know, rapid fire, just kind of getting your quick opinion. Mm -hmm. you know, you're someone who obviously is into sneakers. You know, what are your thoughts on the current, you know, sneaker market? Have you been picking up any lately? Are you just like, uh, I'm just going to be wearing like, you know, Birkenstocks or something like indoors. I don't know what you've been up to. Honestly, I've definitely chilled out a lot in the last year with my purchasing. I think it just comes from realizing, you know, I need a lot less than I thought I did or than I wanted to have before. And I also, I've kind of been between apartments and stuff. So my entire life has been boxed up and in storage since last May. So I'm like yeah. <laughs> not wanting to purchase a whole lot more without remembering what I actually have myself. Honestly, I'm trying to even think what the last pair of sneakers I purchased were. I've missed out on a few really, really good ones. I missed out on all the Susie collabs. Oh, like year, so is, good. Oh my God. They've been great. Honestly, they've been like some of my favorites. And I mean, we've had some like really good ones come back too, like the Air Max 95 neons, which I absolutely love. I would have loved to get the cactus plant flea market air force ones. Wasn't yeah. able to spend that much on a sneaker though, even though I have been chilled out with my buying, but I think there's been a lot of really good releases coming. I think just myself, I've been trying to chill out with the shopping in general, you know, focus more on the future and budgeting, which is a little bit of a boring answer, but I think that it's been really cool to see how brands have innovated in terms of how they 
announced launches, you know, it's been less about the events this year and the parties and who's on the guest list to get in kind of thing. And it's been, you know, being posted online, a lot of people posting their own collaborations. So it's been really cool to see how it's kind of switched a little bit. Yeah. Do you have like a pair that you've been wearing a lot lately in just terms of just shoes on a like day-to-day basis? I mean, Air Force Ones always, they're just Classics. like the thing, you know, yeah. um, my Jordan one satins I've been wearing a lot, but now also there's like way too much snow. I, I told you I'm in Canada up at the moment. So I'm trying to just keep those away. Otherwise I will absolutely ruin them. But really it's honestly been the Air Force One, which is such a boring answer, but I feel like my, you know, my fashion lately has been quite boring just because we're all kind of like sitting at home when the warm weather comes, I really want to break some more out, you know? and get back yeah. into actually dressing up for the day-to-day and enjoying them. <laughs> you know, moving into the main topic, you know, your career, your journey, you know, starting from, you know, those early years, you know, what initially got you interested in, you know, fashion, sneakers? Sure. So I grew up in like really, really small towns. My parents kind of, we didn't move around like a lot, but you know, they'd buy a home, build a home, flip it, that kind of thing. So very much a small town. And I think just from an early age, I was always really into fashion magazines. I just love flipping through them. And it was a thing where every year on my birthday, my birthday's in September. So my mom would always buy me the September issue of Vogue and I'd get like so excited to dive into it. It'd be like (laughs) an inch thick, you know? So I think that's kind of where my love for fashion and magazines came from was just sort of not really being in a city setting and being able to be surrounded by everything. That was my way to get into that world and have an escape and just like dive into magazines. And then I knew... I knew from like, honestly, when I was leaving high school that I wanted to work for a publication in what capacity I had no idea. Like, I didn't know if I would be writing or on the sales side or even what kind of like the organization of a publication looked like. And then I went to school for fashion management um, in Toronto at George Brown College. And that's kind of where I got a better idea of where I would fit into the industry because you kind of have to take like a wide range of classes. So I was even like sewing in my first year and stuff and very quickly realized that that is not where I was going to excel. (laughs) And so through that, you know, I did take a journalism course there and that's kind of where I started, you know, really forming the idea and setting it in stone that I really want to go after working for a publication. But I'm a really big believer in trying your hand at a lot of things. I'm also a very hands-on learner. So when I left school, I did a ton of internships. I bartended on the sides that I could pay my rent. And I interned at board modeling agency. I did a social media internship for a smaller, you know, fashion publication in Toronto. And I was just trying to jump around and figure out exactly where I would fit in. Um, And then I think, you know, I moved to England for like eight months, kind of having like a not even quarter life crisis, because it was before that, but I just didn't know what to do after all these internships. So I moved in with my cousin in Birmingham in England. How was that? Like, (laughs) it was, you know, it's funny. So my original plan was to move to London when I was like, I'm going to go to England and just like, you know, they all, everyone says like, before you really start your career, try and travel. So I was like, let me go for it. Um, I moved there with my really good friend, Lara at the time and was going to go to London and my cousins in Birmingham. I have a lot of family in the UK. And he was like, why don't you just come live with me? You don't have to pay rent and like, you can actually travel and enjoy. So, I mean, who's going to say no to that as opposed to like paying London rent. Exactly. So I went and did that and it was good. I think it was one of like the hardest experiences 
experiences of my life, just sort of like being so fresh out of school and internships and trying to figure out where I wanted to land. I think there's a lot of pressure on you, even when you come out of high school and you come out of university or college, which is crazy because we're still so young. Like, how are you to know how you really want to shape your life? And right. at that point, you know, social media was not what it is today. So you don't have all of these like new positions that have kind of like opened up in the world. So I learned a lot about myself. Um, I ended up only traveling for like the first few months that I was there. And then I actually worked for Topshop in the UK and did like some visual right. merchandising, which was fun. And then it kind of just got to a point where I was missing home. I knew I was going to come back and I just had to have like an honest conversation with myself. I was like, you've always wanted to get into a publication. You want to write, like what is holding me back? So I reached out to a ton of publications. Cavatore was my top pick because, you know, they started in Toronto. I've been reading them since the day they were day they started and I actually ended up knowing her name is Noah Lahava bless her soul I ended up uh, connecting with her she worked at Covetour at the time and I knew her from a few years prior before I moved out to England she used to work at Elle magazine and she used to come into this I was working at a luxury consignment store at the time and she used to come in to pull for Elle and I would tell you know my friend who I worked with Hoda I'd be like whenever Noah comes in, like she's my client, like I really want to work for a publication. She works for Elle, you know, I was yeah. trying to get that networking in and, nice. and I mean, it worked. We connected on LinkedIn when I moved to England. And then when I reached out to Covetour, she was the one kind of interviewing the interns and she was like, Hey, how have you been? Like, no way. Um, and it just, it, it kind of worked out, you know, they originally said they couldn't bring me on as an intern because they needed someone immediately. And I was obviously still living in England. So I was a little bummed, but then they actually got in touch with me a month later and their intern had to unexpectedly leave. And so they were able to take me on. And I was like, this wow. is fine. I'm flying back. Like, I think I had my flight booked for like a week later or something like that. And I came back and like immediately got to work. So I was very lucky in that regard. Gosh. So yeah, I mean, so you get that position as editorial and social media intern in 2016. I feel like this is like a perfect role for you. You know, I like what, you know, Stephanie Mark and, you know, Aaron Kleinberg have been able to build over there at Coverture. You know, how was your experience? You know, you know, you kind of talked about it, you know, you're able to learn so much in the job, you know, how was that? It was great, honestly. It was definitely a steep learning curve just because I didn't have a lot of that prior experience. But I mean, that's the whole point of also starting as an intern, right? You're meant to learn on the job. So it was really great. You know, they didn't take their internship as the typical, like when you start like, go grab coffee and just like do those little tasks. Thankfully, they actually, you know, I was able to do research for stories. Um, I transcribed a lot of interviews, which is a very time consuming job, but I loved it because it actually taught me how to interview, you know, just listening to a full 45 minute segment because, you know, what hits the actual web is just a quarter of what was talked about in the interview. So I right. always found that really interesting. And I mean, my whole time at Covetour was just, honestly, it was so amazing. And it kind of like shaped me to where I am today, but everyone, the team, the team was just very close. We all helped one another, helped one another improve, you know, tossed stories stories one another way, one another's way, which was amazing. So it was great. And again, like coming back to that whole, I was able to get my hands wet in a bunch of different projects. I'm just someone who really enjoys being busy. So it was nice for me to be able to sort of, you know, learn other areas. And that honestly, like put me in a really good position for like where I am today and what I work on. So it was amazing. I mean, I got to meet so many incredible people. I got to interview some of my like biggest idols, um, which is, are still like pinch me moments. You think you might yeah. get like used to it after some time, but I would be like, I remember when I was interviewing, uh, we, I went to Atlanta and I was interviewing Jeezy or like young Jeezy <laughs> he was back in the day. And I listened to him 
through my entire time at high school. Like that was my guy. So I remember when I was like pulling up to his like new studio compound, that's what we were covering in Atlanta. And I was so nervous. And at this point I'd been, I think I'd been like three years into Couture and I was like, wow, you truly really never find yourself prepared. Like I was like practically <laughs> yeah. like sweating. I was so nervous to sit down with him and interview him, but that's what keeps it so exciting as well. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like it has to be slightly intimidating coming into it, but you get used to it. And I feel like that's, what makes your interview so great is that you are able to get the guests to be comfortable. You ask really great questions. You know, I'm hoping to be, you know, half as good someday. <laughs> you know, how do you approach the interview process? You know, like how do you prepare? I definitely, I'm someone who I like to do a lot of prep. Um, I think you realize quite quickly kind of being in that cycle and interviewing that I just felt bad that, you know, a lot of artists or people that you're interviewing get asked the same question like a million and one times. Like I always thought to myself, like that must be crazy, especially people who have like press days where they're just booked in for interviews like back to back. So I would do extensive research prior to interviewing someone, read up on a lot of their last interviews, um, kind of see what they've been asked a lot and cross that off my list because, you know, with writing, you're given, you have that intro to the story. I was like, I can kind of fill in the blanks of questions I'm not asking that they've been asked a million times. Right. So extensive research was huge for me. I'd probably start out by writing like a ton of questions and then cutting that down to about like half of what I started with just kind of like rolling things off and then also it's always good to you know whoever's kind of coordinating the interview just check in with them like what are they focused on for this year what are they really trying to promote um, and making sure you like weave in some questions that way I also always find it fun and what I loved about Covetour is they always throw in some like random ones like what emoji best describes you or like <laughs> just something fun yeah. and random yeah yeah which is good because then you get like someone's personality and it makes it like so yeah. lighthearted. I also you know, I loved how Covetour was never a gossip publication. So you never have to be, you know, coming at someone with a question that they're uncomfortable answering. For the most part, it was just getting to know someone, which made it really easy. In general, I just, I tried to have it be more conversational, um, you know, write down my questions and try and follow them to the best I could, but also just like write off the conversation you're having with someone, because I find if you make it more conversational, then the person is more willing to open up. And also, you know, if you find that someone a little like tip is like if someone's giving you like short answers just like kind of pause a little bit before you ask the next question and hope them fill like, in. start yeah. rambling a little <laughs> bit more yeah <laughs> you pick up all the tricks along the way and were you able to kind of pick and choose slightly you know who you wanted to interview or was it kind of like hey we really need someone to interview this can you do it like how did that process work sure yeah so it's a little bit of both to be honest um the way we kind of worked at Covetour anyways is we would have uh, monthly pitch meetings where you'd have to come with like a ton of ideas and just pitch different people kind of explain to the team why they should be someone that you're doing a story on so for the music world anyways it was a lot of staying up to date on like what albums were coming having connections with the labels to kind of get that insider scoop before it hits the web so that you can you know lock down an interview so a lot of it I'd say probably like 75 percent of it was like stories I pitched and got approved and then of course you also have you know, whether it's a branded content piece that needs an interview for, or you're pitched someone from the connections that you have and you land a story that way. It's a little bit of both, which makes it fun too, because I find that you can sometimes, you know, get in like a one track mind of only covering people you like really want to, but especially in the music space, you know, you have to be very mindful of going into those other genres, even if they're not ones you continuously listen to yourself kind of thing. Yeah. And do you remember who the first person you pitched was? Just curious, like. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I want to say it was, there's a brand in the UK called Edgeder, 
and they had a pop-up in Toronto at a store called Contraband. And oh, yeah. yeah, so I remember that was, I believe that was the first one I pitched. So I did, um, I covered the founder, Simon, for the brand. It was definitely my first interview I did solo. So I'm pretty sure that's the first one I pitched. And I still, I even like remember doing the interview to this day, like so <laughs> nervous. <laughs> nice. I mean, but hey, you did it and you've gone on to do some really great interviews. You know, as I said, some some with some of my favorite artists, you know, I want to just talk a little bit about a few of them. You know, one of them was, you know, St. John. He's someone who not only makes, you know, some of the best music out there, but also has a really great style. You know, it was really cool to hear about how he got into music as well as, you know, some of his inspirations. You know, how was it interviewing, you know, him? That was such a fun one. I had listened to his music all the time prior to interviewing him. And I was in touch with Simone, who handles his PR. She's still a very good friend of mine. And he was coming off another shoot. So I remember we had to have it kind of like later in the day, like going into the evening. And we actually shot it at the Covetour office, which at that time was on Howard in Soho in New York. And he came in and I mean, he's exactly what you would think he is, like full of energy, but also so polite, just wants to have a good time. Um, and he came in with his team. That was when he was first starting to get linked up with Biggs, Biggs Burke. Right, yeah. So he came in as well. And it was funny because that day we also had a tequila tasting going on in the office. <laughs> so the whole team is like tasting tequila at the front. Um, I think like Biggs joined in and was like having fun with them. And then we were kind of in the back studio. Honestly, we were playing with fire. We were jumping around. Music was playing. At one point, St. John was standing on the desks and just like throwing paper around. So in hey. general... <laughs> It was just so much fun. Uh, the interview, you know, just felt like easy conversation, like we'd known each other forever. And it's uh, my friend Jordan, who used to work at Cover Tour with me. She's now switched positions, but we still talk about it to this day, like how much fun that shoot was in the office. And she was like, I was so excited. I had so much work and had to stay late that day because I witnessed it all. Um, so that's a, that one will always hold a special memory to me. It was a lot of fun. Was that kind of like, you know, walking into the office, was that something that could happen on a day-to-day -day basis? It's like somebody randomly comes in and like, it's just a wild time or was it a bit more corporate sometimes? Um, I wouldn't say it was corporate, you know, it was very casual and an informal environment, which made it like a lot of fun. I think we kind of naturally had to be that way, you know, go with the ebbs and flows of the industry. So I mean, that was probably the most wild one we especially had in that office. It's not every so often we have people, you know, walking yeah. around. <laughs> and, around. You know, St. John walking around. Yeah. But, you know, we definitely had some fun moments. Our whole thing was we wanted, you know, everyone to be comfortable and really be able to be themselves. It's also when nice. people are going to have the best time with shoots and open up in interviews. So, yeah, we definitely always had a lot of fun with it. Gunna was another fun one that kind of, you know, walked oh, yeah. people entourage and they were smoking in the office and like, what is going on but it, it was a lot of fun we were definitely I'm thankful for you know how much leniency there was with that type of stuff there yeah going to the next one you know anyone who's listened to any of the playlists I make for the podcast they know that I'm a big Snow Allegra fan crazy mm -hmm. to hear you know from your interview that you know Prince discovered her and you know reached out to her initially on Facebook like what like that's crazy. I know it was such a cool story and I'm with you. I'm such a big fan. I listen to her all the time and listen to her a ton before I interviewed her. I remember I was so excited to be connected. Uh, that was one of the one of the features that I couldn't be on set for. It happened on the West Coast. So one of our photographers kind of just went there and we went back and forth on vision a bit before it was shot. But then her and I hopped on a call afterwards. She's the sweetest person. She was so incredibly nice. You know, we ran over the allotted time we had. 
she didn't mind. And she was really, really open, uh, which I was super appreciative for. I didn't know if she'd kind of want to speak to, you know, how she was discovered or her past relationship with Prince. Cause sometimes I find that publications just like hone in on one thing and that's all they want to speak about where she has such a bigger story to tell. But I just remember her being so sweet and it was such a good combo. And I was so excited with how the story turned out in the end. Cause I feel it was like a really good depiction of her career. Yeah. And I'm very excited to see what she does moving forward because I mean, the last few albums have just been, you know, amazing. amazing. And her visuals that she puts with them all the time. Oh, I love her. So talented. Yeah. And I was definitely taking notes on the skincare routine. I was like, all right, let me right? learn some things. <laughs> always. Those are the best ones too. You always got to ask about the skincare routine. So I'm like, I'm always looking for help with that. Yeah, same. Uh, and then moving on, I mean, after that, at your time at Cafeteria, you went and did some freelance work. You also mm. did some, continue to do some really great interviews with Beetroot. You know, what made you decide to, you know, go freelance? You know, I think it was... I think I kind of reached a point at Cavatour where I wanted to try something new. I just wanted, I wasn't feeling as challenged as I was when I originally joined the team. And it was just time. I think it was just naturally time for me to like make that next move. As I was planning my next move, COVID hit and I actually was let go as many people were from their jobs, but I was, I was okay with it because luckily and thankfully I was already kind of making a plan for myself on the side and where I wanted to take that. But yeah, I think it was just, you know, I wanted to write for different people. I wanted to try working for brands. I just really wanted to see you know where else I could learn something and what else I might enjoy I think the beauty of writing is there are a lot of freelance opportunities and it's it's definitely tough I think the freelance world is tough and I have so much to learn because I'm so new to it but I just wanted to try my hand at other things and see where else I could go with it all yeah and you know you've gone on to do some really great work in terms of doing some like interviews you know you did the one with Georgia Smith which was really great you know what, what was the story behind that one how did that come together Oh, that one was so special to me because I tried to interview her for like three years straight at Cavatour. Oh, really? And it never worked out with like timing, projects going on, things like that. So I was really excited for that one. And I wasn't even the one who landed the op at Beetroot, but they actually gave the story to me. So Noah, who I worked with at Cavatour, she now heads Beetroot. Um, and so I've been working with their team a lot. And she, I think, just knew how much A, I was obsessed with Georgia Smith, and B, how hard I had been trying for a story with her over the years. And it was a cover story, which is actually my first cover story I ever wrote so it ended really? up being pretty special yeah. nice and it was great you know we had set up the call I'd sent like Georgia her questions and it's funny because I joined the video call and she had had some changes in her schedule and actually like forgot to dial in so we ended up just hopping on the phone and she was super apologetic and said she hadn't had time to fully prep so I was like no problem like let's reschedule for another day but she was such a good sport about it all. And she's like, nope, you know what? We're on the phone. Let's just go for it. And it was another one of those instances where we were only meant to have 30 minutes. I think we talked for like an hour and 20 minutes. We were on the phone for a long wow. time. She answered, you know, all the questions that I had. And then we just kind of started talking about our own music interests. She named a few artists I should look into and add to my playlist. So I was so thankful for that one because I think that, you know, they always have that thing where like, you never want to meet or talk to your idol in case they like let you down in a way. Exactly. So yeah. I, had, I had been trying for the story for so long that I was nervous that that would happen almost, but it, it couldn't have gone better. I had the wow. best time with it. I was really happy with the story, how it turned out. She must've been as well because she shared it, which is always a good sign. So that one will always, especially with being my first cover story, it's always going to be a very special memory for me. Yeah. And, you know, one of the last ones I wanted to talk about was the one with Chi uh, Modu, you know, 
man, what an incredible guy. I mean, he's shot everyone from, you know, Tupac to Nas to Biggie back in the day. You know, how was that? I mean, that must have been like a crazy moment. Uh, he's such a legend, G. Um, I've been so lucky and fortunate to interview him twice now. I did a story with him on Covetour and one on Beetroot as well. He's incredible. Um, I first met Chi when I went to an event for sneakers and stuff in New York. They had a dinner and he was there. Um, he's actually friends with my girlfriend. So she ended up introducing us and he doesn't do a ton of interviews. I think he started to do some more lately, but at that time he hadn't done a bunch. And so I was like, I don't know if he'll ever go for it, but like, let's try it. Let's pitch the idea. I would love to cover him. He was down, which I was so thankful for, but it was definitely one of those interviews where I was like, where do you start? Like, I have so many right. questions I want to <laughs> ask you, like, where do you begin. But it was great. We had an initial call to just like get to know one another a little bit more prior to even setting up the interview, which I find not everyone has time for. So it can be tough to do that. But when you can do that with someone, I find I find it to be like really, really helpful. And you kind of just get that relationship going prior to hopping on a call and like throwing questions their way. So we did that, which was amazing. And I mean, I just tried to unpack as much as his life and career as I could in like a 30 minute time slot and then, you know, fit it into this story. But he's such a good guy. Um, he obviously has such like an amazing, amazing history. So it was fun to be able to do a story for him on Covetour. And then I think it was probably like over a year later that I covered him for, for Beetroot last year. And it was fun because we obviously had to touch on some of the same things. you got to give the readers the background, but I was able to also right. ask questions that I didn't get to before and kind of speak to what he's doing now because he's done a few different things with Sotheby's and, you know, he's getting his work out there right. um, in a little bit of some different ways. So I will always be so thankful to him. We're still in touch here and there. He's a, an amazing guy that I'm like so lucky to call an acquaintance and friend of mine. Yeah. Did anything change going from, you know, Coverture to, you know, now doing more freelance work? in terms of how you approach interviews or how interviews come together, you know, any difference that you've found? Yeah, you know, I think it's, you always have to keep in mind, obviously, the style of the publication that you're going to be writing for. And I went from predominantly writing for Beatroot after Covetour, which is very, very heavy in the music world. So it was a little bit different in terms of, you know, not so much touching on fashion as much or like beauty, if you want to, and just kind of really keeping it under that music lens, which... I found really exciting and also challenging at times, which is great. I'm always down for a challenge. Um, and the interviews and how those are set up definitely changed because, you know, I tried to reach out to everyone from my personal address, email address, obviously just like moving everyone over from those Covetour conversations. But I mean, in general, I was lucky enough to create a lot of connections at Covetour. So I've kind of just still been able to get interviews that way um, or reaching out to the person personally, if I, if I do know them like that. So in general, I think the biggest difference is just how you write and what questions you can ask based on how that publication works. It's just really knowing their style. Right. And moving forward, I mean, what kind of writing do you want to do? Is there anything that you really want to cover in terms of like the editorial side, publication side? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because I'm definitely still doing writing, but I've, I've gone into a ton of other things in law last year for freelance. You know, I do some sales stuff partnership stuff. I've been working with a really incredible brand out of New York called Air Company, who actually makes products out of carbon dioxide. They're literally trying to change the world. So that's yeah. like a completely new world for me, but I'm absolutely loving it. So it's fun. You know, I'm trying to just like, again, dive into different things. I'm working on some social stuff. I'm working on some writing. I'm just, I'm diving into a bunch of different things again, and really having fun, you know, flexing different muscles and learning new things. Um, but writing will always be 
very near and dear to me. And obviously right. like, I think my, my biggest and first passion, I find it very therapeutic to write. Um, so I definitely want to, you know, get a little bit more out there this year, see what publications I can write for, go after people like the face who I love reading, like maybe one day yeah. I can write a story for them. I think it's kind of just hitting those personal goals. Um, and, you know, covering amazing individuals where I can. I think something I really loved too, like out of the music and fashion space with Cover was getting to talk to like brand owners or people who are more behind the scenes, um, managers, photographers, kind of the people who don't always get the shine as much and just learning their stories and being able to tell them to the world, which I always find such an honor if you're trusted with telling someone's story. So I continuously want to do that moving forward, just telling people stories, helping them get, you know, their art out there, whatever it might look like in whatever form or their brand out there uh, and just helping in whatever way I can. But, you know, I think there's a lot of places I haven't touched or a lot of writing I haven't done. So I'm kind of just like, let's see, let's see where it goes. Yeah. Right. Do you have any like dream, you know, person or that you would like to interview? I know you've interviewed quite a few people and I know it's kind of on the spot, but is there anyone that's still like, wow, like I would love the opportunity just to interview them. I mean, Young Thug, he's another one. Young Thug, of course, of course, I should have known. Top top of my list. I tried to make it happen a few times in the past. And again, it just like didn't work out with launches, rollouts, whatever was happening, but I would love to interview him. I think he's just like the best and would give a really fun interview. So he's top of my list. SZA would be up there for sure. And I think just finding those like unique brands and stuff, you know, and trying to interview the founders. And I've been really into, I think just like naturally this year, by trying to pick up healthier habits and learn more about my mental health, I think it'd be interesting to kind of dive into that space as well. And also I think another fun one is just kind of, you know, covering artists that are new to the scene, doing roundups on like new artists or diving into stories of them. Um, That's always really fun as well, but I need to kind of revisit my bucket list. You know, I've been fortunate enough (laughs) to cross a lot of people off that list in the last few years. So I need to revisit that one for sure. That's great. You know, just curious, like, I know you've been getting into podcasts. Like, would you ever make one yourself? Like I I would trust that you get some music recommendations (laughs) from you. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. I've thought about it. And I think you know, I haven't really had the time to sort of, you know, sit and work on like any personal projects. I've kind of just been working for others for a long time, which I really enjoy doing. But one day I do want to work on something for myself. I don't know if it'll be a podcast. I don't know if it'll be, I could, I can't foresee it being an online publication, but you know, maybe something along those lines. I don't know. Kind of, we'll see. The world's our, our oyster, right? But I I think podcasts are definitely there. I mean, they're a huge part of the media landscape now. And I think it's a unique way to listen to an interview just because you get to listen to it, you know, from the mouth of the person telling their story. So, I mean, never say never, I guess. (laughs) Right. I'm sure you have even more stories to tell. And honestly, I would love to hear some more of your music recommendations, you know, moving into all the stuff that you've done outside of, you know, writing, you know, mm-hmm. I saw that you did some stuff with Amelia Andor, you know, how did that come about? You know, what did you do for them? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just a big, I've been a big fan of the brand for a long time. And we actually, the last Covetour office I worked at, it was like around the corner um, from their store and they have the greatest coffee shop attached to their store. So good. So I get my morning coffee from there, but my girlfriend and I are both really big fans of the brand. She's very much in, um, she's been in the streetwear world for a very long time. So 
we just went to the store all the time um, and became very close with the guys working there. And we just go and chill and hang out and chat. And then we got a puppy and we'd always bring the puppy by and he practically like grew up in that store. So, you know, it, it just happened from going there a lot. And I also, I met Teddy through my work with Kith for Covertura and some of the Kith trips I went on, I got familiar with him there and would always love chatting to him. So I think it just, it came time for them to do this campaign and they reached out uh, to my girlfriend, Lauren and I, and they were like, we'd love to have you in it. And we were kind of like, what? (laughs) You want us? But the idea was to kind of, you know, have it be friends and family, the brand and people from the city. And I was honestly so honored. They reached out to us. They put our dog in it because again, he like grew up in the store. So it was really fun. We just had a a day, went in for the campaign shoot. I'm still so thankful that they included us because it was a lot of fun and I'm just you know still shop there all the time (laughs) yeah I mean the brand is blowing up that campaign was so well done Mm -hmm. and you know just seeing the recent one that they just put out you know crazy you know premiere it's so beautiful it's like and I feel like now especially as we're all sitting at home a little bit more and whatnot it's it's really nice to have those fresh pieces of content to sort of dive into and get lost in so they do a really really incredible job hats off to the whole team there yeah Hey, I'm very excited to see, you know, what you do moving forward. I know you said there's some things you daily can't talk about. You can't say names, but, you know, what should people be keeping an eye out from you moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to know myself, honestly. No, (laughs) I think that um, I'm just trying to you know, work on different areas within the industry. So I think, you know, people will see me bouncing around a little bit. I'll be working, you know, a lot more um, with air company. So that's exciting working on something that's, you know, doing good for the planet, but in general, yeah, you know, I've always posted my stuff online. So I guess just stay tuned into my Instagram. That's where I post a lot of things, a lot more writing, some projects that, you know, will probably be kept in secret for a long time, but I think it's just kind of, I want to try a bunch of new things this year. So that's probably what people will see the most of. Nice. And you know, her Instagram will be linked in the podcast description. Thank you again for coming on. This has been a really great conversation. No, thank you so much. Honestly, I I'm, I feel honored and I, I can't wait to see where you take the podcast because all the episodes so far I've been loving. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this week's guest interview. If you enjoy the content in the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social media to stay updated on all new podcast episodes. You can follow us on Instagram at the Fashion Collector Podcast. You can follow my personal account at AlexWalkerPH. You can follow us on Twitter at TFC underscore pod. And with that being said, I'll catch you all next week.